The biggest gaming weekend of the year is finally here. It's the Midwest Gaming Classic in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. With over 150,000 square feet of retro and modern home video game consoles, pinball machines, arcade games, tabletop, and more. Meet industry entertainers from the video game industry, such as YouTubers, artists, and gaming professionals. Kids 9 and under are free. Grab your tickets online at MidwestGamingClassic.com. Welcome to the next level. Hello, and welcome to Episode 5 of the Midwest Gaming Classic Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Garris, Panel Director of the Midwest Gaming Classic. And with this episode of the podcast, I've decided to turn back time to the year 2019, where we had some pretty big talent show up for the Midwest Gaming Classic Convention. And one of those very talented people was Ernie Hudson. When Ernie Hudson was filming the original Ghostbusters in 1984, did he have any hint it would be an enduring movie? What's it like revisiting the character of Zetamore in both the 2009 video game and the 2016 pinball machine? That's a good question. What does the future hold? We're going to ask Ernie all these questions and more in a fun Q&A session that our good friend Arda O'Kell will head up. And let me tell you something about Ernie Hudson. He's a great guy. I was able to meet him, of course, at uh, the 2019 Midwest Gaming Classic. We talked a little bit. I was able to help him out with a few things after the panel was done. And uh, he is just a very down-to-earth person. He is he's very genuine and he takes time out for the fans and he just loves um, having interactions and dealings with fans and answering questions and he's just a really good guy and a good sport which you'll see in the video presentation that I put together of the panel and you know what enough of me talking why don't we get to the panel. We got him right here, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together for Ernie Hudson. Ooh. He is here in the flesh. In the house. First question: Are you sick and tired of hearing this damn song? <laughs> what was the song? I didn't hear. <laughs> It's the Ghostbusters theme. Oh, I'm sure it follows you, haunts you everywhere you go. It's just sort of, um, you sit in the background, and just, it's, you know, I wake up to it, I go to bed. <laughs> no, I love the song. It's I your alarm it's when you wake yeah, up in the morning. It is, it is. You know? So by round of applause, how many of us are Ghostbuster fans in the audience here? <laughs> well, I hate to tell you, but this is going to be a panel all about Grace and Frankie. <laughs> Sorry, folks. It's my wife's favorite show. I have about 20 questions to ask. Well, <laughs> great. I, uh, I'm leaving here to, uh, to work Monday on Grace and Frankie. Are you? So, yeah. yeah. I'm, um, That's I'm going awesome. back to, uh, to Frankie and uh, try and, and uh, make up for all the love I've lost. So I'd say it is a pretty decent show. Jane Fonda, Lily Tom, like pretty, pretty yeah. solid cast. And Ernie yeah. Hudson, of course. Great cast. Yeah. But uh, we are here, of course. Because we're all fans of nostalgia, we all are fans of Ghostbusters, and you've had a very, you've had quite the roller coaster ride with the franchise, and we do see you at events like this all across the country. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about 
you know, what Ghostbusters has meant to you and your career? Well, it's, um, you know, it was a great movie to be a part of. Um, you know, I'm from Michigan, right across the lake, um, um, Benton Harbor. And, uh, and when I started acting, um, getting a chance to, to do the Ghostbuster movie was, was really special. There was, um, this is 30 years ago, so there were a lot of things, you know, uh, just work is work, and some of it's a lot of fun, some of it is a lot of um, confusion, but, um, you know, you do it, you, you look back on it, you just remember the fun stuff, but um, I'm really impressed that the, um, the fans, you guys, um, love the movie, and uh, all of my issues, I think, with the movie... Uh, over time, they, I, I can't remember them. I think it's a perfect little movie the way it is, or the way they are. There's a couple of them. And um, so it's, I really feel honored to uh, be a part of it, you know. Still some things that aren't, you know, I mean, I, uh, I'm yet to see royalties on uh, my little figure that looks like me. Uh, I find that a little annoying, but uh, but in other ways, I mean, I, I have nothing but uh, uh, thanks uh, for um, I feel very blessed to have been a part of it. So, yeah, I don't know if that, you know. Is anybody in this room an IP lawyer? <laughs> how, how, there we go. We got one right there. We got oh, one yeah. person right there. Thank you, person. Yeah, no, person. It's, 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 been, it's been more than I uh, could have imagined. And I, and I do a lot of movies, TV shows. Um, some sort of stick around in people's memory, but uh, something like a Ghostbuster where guys are... Standing in the back of the room with um, their jumpsuits on and their their backpacks, uh, that's really really special, and I'm just so uh, thankful to uh, to be a part of that. Pretty sure those guys want to audition for Ghostbusters three. That's or right. Yeah, possibly Ghostbusters. I'm sure this is going to be the number one question, by the way, uh, from the audience. Anything you can tell? I'm going to ask it now, so we get it out of the way, so everyone gets the answer they want, or at least whatever you can tell us. Sure. What can you tell us about Ghostbusters Three? Well, I might have to borrow one of those outfits so I can audition for it. No, I, I don't. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen the. Um, I haven't seen any money, any offer, any whatever. But um, uh, I, so I don't know anything. I, I know probably about as much as you got. I know what's happening. Uh, I've talked to Ivan Reitman and Jason Reitman, so I know that it's. Um, what it looks like or what it will look like, I think it will be more uh, in line with the original movies. Uh, Paul Feig did his version, which I liked and, uh, and I was a part of, but uh, it was a little bit different. But this is something, uh, Jason was a little kid when we did the first movie. Um, well, he was in the second movie. So I know he's familiar with the, with the tone of the film and I think it's going to be more in line with uh, what we think of as Ghostbusters. So, if asked, you would want to do it, of course. If there's a steady paycheck in it. Okay. <laughs> so let's let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. Let's put good vibes and positive thoughts out in the universe that this does happen. So we're going to act right now as if we just heard the news that Ernie Hudson will be in yes. Ghostbusters Three. Okay. Oh my goodness, Ernie Hudson is confirming he's in Ghostbusters Three. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. Woo! I'm so excited about it. I cannot believe finally I got paid. Oh my god. Wow, and he's getting triple the salary of all his other movies combined! Triple. Yeah! Yeah! Yes! Yeah, so my wife is gonna stay with me and the banker is happy and <laughs> We did it! Alright, so 
Uh, we have a lot of slides Ghostbusters related, but I do like to hear about the other projects that you've worked on in your career. You've worked on a lot of great movies, uh, and I want to hear uh, what are some of the highlights in your career that are not Ghostbusters related before we get into all the Ghostbusters stuff. Oh, is there something else other than Ghostbusters? Uh... <laughs> My career is close, but no, I uh, no, I've been very, very fortunate. Uh, I love working on the hand that rocks the cradle. Uh, it was a little bit different. Um, I think because I was in Ghostbusters, I almost didn't get the movie, but um, it was hard for the studio to see me not in the Ghostbuster vein. But uh, I finally did get the role, and and I really uh, love working on that movie. Congo was a lot of fun to um, to get there? a chance to um, yeah. Yeah, you know to play uh, the safari leader and. Um, the Crow was uh, really special. I knew, uh, knew Brandon for, I don't know, 10 years before we did the movie, and I uh, just really I just thought he was an amazing young man and just really tragic what happened. Oz was um, a lot of fun to be a part of, you know. It was a great cast um, and really cutting edge for TV, um, you know, at the time. Um, one of the movies I don't get a lot of, uh, The Substitute was a lot of fun with Tom Berenger and... Um, you know, uh, Sandra Bullock, um, uh, Miss Congeniality, the first movie. <laughs> Second movie, yeah, but the first movie was really special. And um, but I've been really, um, you know, I've been really blessed, and I'm I'm working probably as much now. Uh, I just finished um, uh, a 13 episode series with uh, Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba called LA's Finest. We just wrapped uh, a few weeks ago. It's going to start airing on the 13th of April. Uh, I produce, uh, executive produce a show called The Family Business that I star in on BET, and that's a lot of fun. Going back, like I said, work on uh, Grace and Frankie. Worked on Arrow um, and nice. uh, played um, uh, a really fun character there and probably go back next year and um, so there's, um, I'm going to Morocco uh, in a couple of weeks to shoot a movie uh, called Sorry. Redemption. Oh. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very, uh, very, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. We got a bunch of slides here uh, commemorating the, at least the Ghostbusters chapter of your career. There's the first picture right there, very yeah. iconic picture. We got some iconic people in that picture. Uh, tell me about getting the role. Uh, in, in Ghostbusters, what was that audition process? I, I think it's a very like it's kind of a, a winding roller coaster kind of story on how you actually got this because you actually, am I right in saying you had worked with Ivan Reitman before this movie? Mm. Yeah, I um, I did a, a panel recently in Chicago with Ivan Reitman, and uh, someone asked me about um, uh, getting in the movie, and he said, you, "Did you have to audition?" Uh, I auditioned. <laughs> Uh, I did maybe five screen tests. I mean, it was just a real... Um, I first heard about the movie, uh, I ran an Ivan Reitman on an elevator. We had done a movie called Space Hunter with Peter Strauss and Molly Ringwald. I don't know if you ever saw uh, Space Hunter, but uh, uh, it was a different character. It was a bigger-than-life character. My head was shaved, and my voice was in a lower register. And I think Ivan thought of me as that character. Um, and the character in Ghostbusters really kind of had to sort of fit in the middle of all the craziness. And so it was very difficult for me to get an audition. And of course, after I did finally get an audition, um, you know, convincing them that I was the guy who, sometimes I think producers and studios have a, a vision 
and they want to hold to that. And so as an actor, your job is to show them another possibility. And uh, it took a while to, um, to, to, you know, to land, to know that I landed it. It's like, you know, just waiting. Uh, but um, and I was a single dad at the time. So, um, you know, I, you know, I, work was, I'm an actor, you know, actors, you make a little money, you know, and um, you spend it and, and you need the next thing to happen. So um, it was, uh, it was really special. It was really exciting getting and, and it was, like I said, Ghostbusters for me was a learning experience. It was a lot of, it was challenging, um, but it was also time to grow up. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very thankful in so many ways. How long did it take or did you know right away that this movie would really be successful? You know, I, I just kind of knew uh, the fact that it took me so long to get the movie. I figured it's got to be successful after all this. <laughs> but, um, no, I think, you know, when I first met Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and I'm not a Saturday Night Live sort of, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the show. So, not that I didn't like the show, I just never really watched it. So, I didn't know who they were. Um, kind of knew Danny was, but um, but when I met them and just felt that kind of family connectedness. And I knew that the movie would, or I felt the movie would open well and would be a hit, but normally a movie uh, opens number one at the box office and it'll last two or three weeks and then the next thing comes along and then it just disappears. Nobody talks about it anymore because we're on to the next thing. Ghostbusters was unusual because it kind of lasted all summer. I think with the sun, with the song, a Ray Parker song, it was just kind of driven all summer long. And then even when it sort of dropped uh, off the chart, uh, people were still still watching. It went into the um, the animated show, you know, the cartoon. But somehow, and then five years later, I was like amazed because people were still coming up talking about Ghostbusters. And then 10 years later, it's like, that's like, uh, you know, people were stopping me on the street talking about Ghostbusters. And 15 years later, guys were showing up in their <laughs> jumpsuits. <laughs> and 20 years later, you know, I'm in, I was in Florence, Italy, and um, some guy, you know, comes running up to me with um, his backpack for me to sign. And uh, 25 years later, and 30 years later, and now 35 years later, of course, every time I go, yeah, you know, this is great. You know, I'm a part of this movie. The studio always does a little thing to kind of... Uh, I went to the 30th reunion. Uh, I got invited to go to Chicago uh, to introduce the movie and to say a few words before the showing of the movie. And I get there, and I'm kind of... It's fun. I'm excited about it because, you know, when they had that showing in theaters. And then I look, and there's a big poster of the three guys again. And I'm like, wow, 30 years later, really? I mean, we can't find... I mean, really? You know, know, like, yeah, like, like that. (laughs) You know? Everyone, you know, it's all good. But every once in a while, just kind of a little, just a little... I was on uh, uh, the Today Show. And Al Roker, um, who's a big fan of Ghostbusters, he interviewed me, and so I sat there with the the cast of the show, and and they said, "Oh, you know, we're, we're so happy you're here, and we just want to give you a little token of whatever, and here's some Ghostbuster, you know, toys or whatever." He gave me a bag, which why they thought I wanted a bag of Ghostbuster toys, I'm not sure, but I took it to be gracious, and uh, and then it is a 
a doll of Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, and there's nothing about me in here. And then, and then I pull up, there's a t-shirt, and I pull up the t-shirt. I don't know if you guys see the t-shirt. It's four guys, but it's Danny Aykroyd twice. <laughs> And I'm like, really? I mean, you kind of have to go out of your way to find that. I mean, am I? Now I'm on TV, and I got to react to this, and I, you know. So it's okay. I'm very happy, but um, you know, it has its issues. It's, it, I have to think, though, if Twitter existed in the '80s, that would not have happened, or it would have been corrected immediately. People would have just called it out. Well, well Twitter, Twitter goes a lot of ways, you know. I mean, uh, when they first came out with uh, Oz, and the, from when the Internet was just getting started, and they were one of the few shows that set up a site where people could go there, and uh, I was a warden on Oz, and I felt really, I love the character. Uh, and someone said, you know, we got this, this site, you can go online, and you can find out what the fans think. And I went online, and it said, this guy walks around like he's got a stick stuck up his butt. <laughs> I mean, some of the comments, and you go, oh, really? I mean, I, so in a lot of ways, you don't want to know. So if Twitter had existed, I mean, Leslie Jones went through her issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it kind of goes both ways. You know, I like to think that people, but, you know, people are special. <laughs> so before we move on to the next slide, there's a couple of images there of the early Ghostbusters Nintendo games. One of them is from the NES, one of them is from the Atari 2600. Uh, had you ever played these games? Do, what, what do you remember about these games, if anything? What, what just like Ghostbusters video games in general? Well, you know, I, um, I don't play a lot of video games because um, I got hooked on Tetris and I couldn't yes. put it down and it's just... <laughs> I finally gave it away to a little girl on an airplane because I was so, I mean, addicted to, you know. Um, but um, I did play the Ghostbuster game. And I just found it very hard. Back this is back in the eighties. I think mm -hmm. um, my kids are, are, are they play a lot of games, so they, you know, they were very much, very much into it. Um, but. Um, yeah, so, uh, what was the question? Just the just Ghostbusters video games. Who remembers the Ghostbusters arcade game? Do you remember how, I think it was like one of the controls were opposite, so the, the joystick was on one side and the buttons were on the other side. It was really annoying to play. Everyone remember that? Yes. Yeah. So that maybe, maybe that was it. I didn't know. It was just... <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, did, I, it was, um, I was very happy that it was out there, but, you know, fun. So, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, yeah, this and the next one here. So this is... Now, I think we can all agree, okay, and looking at this gentleman to my left, uh, this is 100% not Arsenio Hall, correct? I think we can all agree on this. And Arsenio Hall, we can also agree, uh, was definitely not in the original Ghostbusters films. Is that also correct? Yeah. Okay, so what gives? Well, you know, I'm not sure. Once again, Ghostbusters, every time I get like, hey, and then something happens and I kind of go, oh, really? So um, uh, I know they were doing the animated um, series with Ghostbusters. Like I said, I was, I'm a single, I was a single dad at the time, and my two boys are all grown up now. But um, And so work was really kind of important to me. So I knew Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis would not do an animated voiceover thing because they made a lot of money. Um, I, on the other hand, needed the job. So um, 
So they said, we're doing it, and we want you to be a part of what, blah, 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 but uh, the director wants you to come in and read. Uh, so you're not auditioning. We just want to hear your voice. So when I went in to read for the director, um, he stopped me. He says, just, just said, in the movie, Ernie Hudson, he, 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 he does it like this. And I'm like, does he really know that I'm Ernie Hudson? <laughs> so I think I annoyed him because I wasn't Ernie Hudson enough or something. I don't know. So I was doing some television show or movie or whatever, and I, was, uh, I, I had like a week to finish it up. And uh, when I finished, they had already hired Arsenio Hall. And they said, oh, but we didn't know that you wanted to do it. And um, so we, we let, but I think, I think between me and you, I think the director wanted Arsenio Hall. He kind of had to see me, maybe Ivan Reitman or whoever, sort of. Uh, at any rate, I didn't get the part, which is at the end of the day. And, um, and it's, it's um, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm over it now. <laughs> No, the uh, Arsenio is a good friend, and um, I I have no idea why anybody would give him a job over me, but that's another. <laughs> Maybe you should have hosted his talk show. <laughs> that's right. Well, I, I, I did his show. Right there. Yeah, you know, acting is a lot like um, dating. You know, when um, when the girl chooses the other guy, and you really can't figure out. It's like really <laughs> that guy. I mean, really. <laughs> what do we got next? Uh-huh, okay, Ghostbusters 2. There you are on the poster now. This, yep. is, this is better, this is progress. This is better. You made some progress. Uh, take it, tell us tell us some uh, stories from on this set, whether it's uh, between Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Here you guys are more familiar, of course, you had filmed the first one before. Any fun stories from set? Um, no, I can't think of any, actually. Um, <laughs> it, because it really, for me, acting, it, it really is like work. I mean, it's, it's when it's all over and you sit back and you're eating popcorn and you're there with an audience and they're enjoying it. And it's really a lot of fun. But during the shooting, it really is, you know, showing up and, and there's a lot of things going on. We're shooting in New York and we shot in Los Angeles. Uh, the second one was a lot easier because things were, everybody was more familiar, but... Bill Murray wasn't um, really happy with, I, I think, the uh, the second one. I think he still hates it. Um, I personally, um, I made more money on the second one, so I was happier. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, a round of applause for money. <laughs> yes, sir. You know. Honestly, um, it, it just sort of eases things. You know what I mean? When you when you feel like, yeah, you know, I'm good, man. So, um, but a lot of actors are, you know, real actors, and so they, 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 they have a harder time if things aren't a certain way. I don't have that problem. So, um, but it was, um, the second one was just a lot easier, and uh, I think the second movie for me was more family-friendly for a lot of little kids, especially who were introduced to the second movie. They probably liked it better. That first movie, which was, I think, brilliant, um, it's a little edgy there, you know. I mean, I was watching the movie, like I said, when I was in Chicago, and some of those lines, you know, it's a little, you know, it kind of goes over the head of a lot of little kids. But it's, um, but I think the second one was probably uh, just a lot more fun. 
So we're going to show you a little gameplay in case you haven't seen. Uh, because we are the Minibus Gaming Classic, of course, we like to focus yep. on video games a little bit. Yes. Uh, this is Ghostbusters 2 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Let's have a look. Is there sound on this one? There was. <laughs> we got a little bit of gameplay here. Pretty realistic for the 80s, right, Ernie? Not oh, yeah. bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. You have your... Yeah, looks pretty. There you go. There's the sound. He ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah. This was for the Nintendo Entertainment System, that's correct. Is this one for Nintendo? Is yeah, this that's right. NES. NES? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You've got the 8-bit uh, version of the theme song going on there in the background. Hear that? Yeah. It's really an earworm, right? I, I refuse to believe that that song is not your uh, alarm when you wake up in the morning. Uh, no, no, it's it's not. But you know, I, I think, <laughs> I think uh, that it is in my head. Maybe he yeah, wakes up to yeah, Ray Parker no, Jr. You know, it has um, my dog is named Winston. I have no idea why. I didn't even think of the movie when I named it. But somehow I'm like, wait a minute, we named the dog Winston. I mean, it's it's sort of it's kind of a part of us. Ray's um, Ray's a, a a good friend and a neighbor and. Uh, he has this most amazing staircase, and uh, I'm sure because it was in the video game, it was probably paid for a staircase. But uh, that's right. The that, that Ghostbuster right. money yeah. paid for that yeah, amazing staircase, that, yeah. right? Uh, so we have your IMDb up here, and the reason is, let's go back to the IMDb, is because uh, I believe this is a video, and I yeah, just it goes on and on and on, and, and and this just hammers home the point that despite the fact that at least the people in this room right. will recognize you the most clearly. Uh, from Ghostbusters, uh, you have all, you've had a long and illustrious career, uh, and a lot and a career that a lot of actors uh, would absolutely love and dream to have. For the amount of titles that you have been a part of, whether it's cameo appearances or, or long reigns on that series, so right. when, when you look at these titles, what what comes to mind? Um, well, you know, it's it's work. I mean, I. Um you know, I don't yeah, make basketball a basketball diaries. That's right. Oh, well, yeah, it was in, yeah, basketball yeah. diaries with Leonardo was one of the one of those special movies that uh, it didn't do as well in the box office, but it was really, really very, very special. Wait, you were on the A team? Did I see the A team? Yeah, there? yeah. And, uh, in fact, I was at the airport, and a guy came up. He was um, he was a big fan of the A team, and um, I, I was in an episode called Taxi Cab Wars. Uh, I'd worked with Mister T on a movie called Penitentiary Two. Um, where he kills me, um, and then um, and then we uh, we did the A team together. Um, no, I've been very very fortunate and blessed. You know, it, it's work, and and uh, I don't really see a lot of difference in what we do. I think it's important that you do something. It's nice if you do something that you can do and that you enjoy doing. Um, but um, yeah, so I'm, I'm I, I work. One last thing before we get to questions. I'm sure you have a lot of questions. So here's the Ghostbusters pinball. Yeah. Uh, I believe you are on this one as well. Yes, I yeah. see, I see uh, you right there. So uh, have you played the pinball machine? Uh, yeah, I have, and my kids love it. I have one. Um, oh. Yeah, I have one. Um, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I have two. I have that one, and I have the Congo pinball machine, which I really like a lot. I think it's really... Um, it's a lot of fun, and I did the voice... I think I'm the only voice on this one, but in Congo, I think uh, several of us did voices on it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's really kind of cool. The grandkids uh, now it's all about the grandkids and the great grandkids and 
Yeah, it's a lot. We're gonna get to questions. For those of you who have trickled in late, I'm gonna ask this one more time, very quickly, Ernie, give us the update on Ghostbusters 3. What can you tell us? Well, I just found out here that uh, I'm gonna be in the movie and... Uh, Woo! Yeah. Yes! And, um, <laughs> that is absolutely not true yet, okay? So, uh, you know, actually, I, I did talk to Adam Reitman and Jason, and I think they're planning to include the character. It just. Nothing's happened yet, and my relationship with the franchise is, I don't count anything until it's done. So, uh, But I'm happy they're doing it, I'm happy that Jason is directing it, and uh, I'm happy that you guys are looking forward to it. I'm happy for a lot of, uh, a lot of reasons. In the meantime, uh, all I know for sure is I'm here with you guys. So. Yeah. Okay, so who, uh, raise your hand if you got questions. I'm going to reserve the right of first questions to the Ghostbuster dudes in the back because they're dressed up. Uh, so do you guys have a question? Any of you guys have a question? You have first right of refusal on questions. Raise your hand if you do. You do not. You're giving away this right. Like, the guy is like forced. He's like, okay, I guess I better ask a question or else. I'm going to come with the microphone around. You got a question? Feel free to. Oh, I lost you for a second. Well, hopefully this works this far. What's your name? Uh, my name is Sam. It's not a Ghostbusters question. Oh, yeah. Actually, my favorite role of yours is in Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Ah, thank uh, you. So how did you uh, come up with that character, playing that character so well? Oh, well, thank you. I um, And, you know, I get a lot of people who work with the mentally disabled, uh, or I have had over the years, um, uh, people who um, comment on the character and... Uh, but I did a lot of research um, and spent a lot of time with mentally disabled and I just really wanted to do something that wasn't offensive or just stereotypical. And um, yeah, and uh, Curtis Hansen, the director, is probably the best director I've ever worked with, although he's, he's passed on now, but uh, I really had a great time working with him. And so, but I, yeah, I'm very, very proud of that movie. and. Uh, one of the problems that I've had in the past in working on movies, um, you know, when you're probably the third, fourth lead in a film, uh, the guy who's number one can be a little intimidated. Uh, I remember working on a film and uh, the guy, we run into a room and the guy, I won't say the movie because, you know, and he rips his shirt off and then I rip my shirt off and then the guy walks off the set. So now we have to spend three hours talking him into coming back on the set, and finally he won't come, but he won't say what the problem is. And then finally the director comes and said, well, can you just keep your shirt on because your arms are bigger than his arms. <laughs> so actors can be a little delicate when they're, when they're supposed to be the pretty one. So um, I've, in movies I've died because the pretty one wants to be the only one who lives. <laughs> yeah, uh, Leviathan is the case. I'm like, why am I dying here now? Because, <laughs> um, but um, uh, and I have no idea what you asked me. But oh, but the hand rocks the cradle. Um, it was, um, yeah, it was a, it was a character that wasn't um, in competition with anybody else. You know, what I mean, the the guy who was playing the the leading guy, he was it had nothing to do with. I could just do my work. I didn't have to worry about, you know making somebody else feel secure. Some of those actors think you're in there to steal the scene. I'm not stealing anything. I'm just here to do... And it was fun to just focus on the character and not 
think about anything other than the work. Um, because a lot of, there's a lot of politics, a lot of balancing. Sometimes the actor is fine, but the studio is worried. I, I did a movie called um, The Jazz. No, it wasn't a jazz thing. It was um, uh, Ron O'Neill. Main, was it? The, yeah, this stuff, you know, it's probably getting old. I don't even remember the name of it. But, um, but the lead actor was really bothered because one of the guys he had at, at this in this scene was actually really good looking. So they fired the guy <laughs> so that he could be more comfortable. But, uh, but in Hannah Rocks the Cradle, it was none of that. And so that was, it was just fun to do the work. I will say, I asked her to keep the shirt on for this panel also. That's so I <laughs> well, you know, we don't have to get odds. I mean, we, uh, not that I wanted to be naked in the show, I'm not saying that, but. <laughs> Uh, all the guys got up, but I was in suit and tie and buttoned all the way up, and um, so there haven't been a lot of. When I was in really great shape, you know, and um, so it been a lot of that. Um, um, so I think in the first Ghostbusters, they had the this clothes were a little bit big. Uh, I remember Ivan Reitman saying, "We're not doing stud farm." <laughs> I just want a pair of pants that fit. I'm not trying to do whatever. Anyway. Um, we got another question. But I'm old now, so I don't have to worry about that. So. We got another, what, what's it? Uh, what were the conditions like in the movie The Crow? And was it difficult considering the rain? I don't know if that was a backlot, a special effect, or in the darkness in the movie. Was that hard to adapt to considering uh, yeah, the entire movie was shot that way? I, well, I think, um, yeah, I went down to North, we shot in North Carolina, which is kind of warm. I mean, it's a little warmer climate than, say, Chicago but or, or Milwaukee. But um, it does get cold, especially in the winter. We shot it, I think, in February, somewhere around there. And um, the nights were freezing. Uh, and the studio didn't, uh, you know, take precautions. There were times when they could have switched from nighttime shooting, which is shooting all night. You go to work about... 3.34 and you shoot until 5 o'clock the next morning till the sun comes up. And uh, they should have switched from nights to day, but to save money they didn't. And uh, it, was just, it, was, it, was, it was awful in a lot of ways. And Brandon didn't complain. And I think had Brandon complained, in my opinion, he'd probably still be around. I think uh, a lot of people didn't, uh, didn't cover their bases the way they should have. And... Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's too bad. I went down after the first week of shooting, and they had no heaters on the set. I'm like, how do you not have heaters? I mean, uh, but Brandon uh, was walking around in bare feet and no shirt on, and he didn't want to, you know. I think this was really important to him to give 100%, and he just really wanted to focus on the work. But I'm like, you do. You still got to take care of yourself. So, uh, but it was, it was a hard shoot. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't have been that hard. I'm just saying. Hi, I'm Chan with West Central Wisconsin Ghostbusters. Nice to meet you. Yeah, uh, nice I, meet you. I, got, I, got, I got a question about the video game. Um, Winston finally got his uh, medical degree. How was your experience about uh, doing the video game, doing the voices and all that kind of stuff? I know Bill Murray kind of went there last minute and all that kind of stuff. What was your experience? You don't hear much about your end. Uh, yeah, no, you never hear much about my end. 
That's, I have a weird sense of humor. So, uh, yeah, no, I, um, yeah, no, I, I was very happy that Winston got his uh, degree. Um, um, that they sort of, you know, it's. Uh, I like. I first of all, I love the movie. Okay, I love the character, and uh, the video game was a lot of fun. I love doing voiceover. I've done. Um, I did Transformers Prime. Uh, there's a show now on. Um, on Adult Swim, uh, I do called Hot Streets. I mean, I've done a lot of work, um, but um, but it was it was it was great to um, to do that. I wish we could have all gotten together, but everybody did it separately. I understand Bill Murray insisted that he be recorded on the golf course. I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> but uh, but when the uh, when I finished, they were rushing off to Hawaii to <laughs> to get him on the golf course. Um, yeah, it was um, it was great to be a part of that. You know, and uh, it was a lot of fun for me. Next question. Sorry about this microphone. Uh, do you consider Ghostbusters the video game on PS3 and 360 the real Ghostbusters 3? Um, yeah, I think when we um, when we did it, um, my feel at that time we never knew we didn't think there would be another Ghostbusters. I mean, because we've been trying for 20 years. I know you guys all heard the rumors. There's going to be a new one, and Danny Acro would announce somewhere that it was, um, and it didn't happen. So for me, when we all kind of came together and agreed to do the, the video game, that was the third movie. And then, of course, because you guys made it so popular, um, then we actually got to a third movie, even though the studio, I think, I'm hesitating here because I am, I think it's 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 a time of girl empowerment, and I think the idea of the girl Ghostbusters was something that they wanted to see happen. You know, I because I love the movie and I'm a big fan of the girls. I just didn't know, I didn't understand this alternate reality. What does that mean? I mean, I you know, so I I just said whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah, but when we did the uh, the video game, I thought in case nothing else happens, uh, I knew the guys who were, were putting the game together would really make sure that it was it was good, and I think it turned out to be a very good game. Question here? Uh, yeah, Josh from Milwaukee. Hey, Josh. Um, this is going to be kind of a political question. So back in the '90s, there was a lot of hype um, of video games maybe inciting violence. Now, uh, your kids are avid gamers, is that correct? Right. Um, you, as a parent, did you ever buy into that? Did you ever feel like you had something to worry about? Um, whether your kids were being influenced by video games in that way? Or did you, or was it just something that you just kind of tossed over or whatever? Well, you know, it's uh, it, it kind of depends on who the kid is, I guess. You know, I mean, we're all different. We all kind of perceive things different. Some of us can separate reality, and some people have a harder time. I never felt that my kids were... I wasn't worried about my kids that way. I mean, I have four sons. They're all, I think, healthy, normal people who, you know, are, contribute to society. So uh, that wasn't an issue with me, even though, like watching Oz. Um, some kids shouldn't watch Oz, and some kids needed to watch Oz. I mean, it's kind of, I think as a parent, that's sort of a responsibility that you probably should take into consideration. There are things happening now in society that I don't understand. My wife was at Mall of America yesterday, and some guy uh, grabbed a kid on the third floor and threw him over the balcony. I mean, uh, 
So I don't know, it's hard to say I don't pay attention to it because maybe there's something there. There's certain movies that maybe certain people shouldn't watch. I don't watch a lot of intentionally horror movies. I don't want to see that. I don't want it in my brain, you know. That's just me. I'm not saying they shouldn't show them. I'm saying I don't want to look at it because I don't want to be, I don't want to have the light on at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? So it's very personal, but I do think that parents should be responsible. And you should know your kid. And you know that some kids have issues with certain things. And um, one son who's very sound sensitive. And um, you just have to be aware of it, you know. We're not all the same. What's your name what's your question? My name's Connor. Um, do you have any tips for actors? Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, if you're going to be an actor, um, I, I, I do think acting or plumbing or whatever it is you do, I think it's a calling. I think that we all have certain gifts that um, that is needed, you know, but sometimes we see something that is, and we, we choose something that's not right for us. But I think if you believe it's your calling, then I think you should prepare. Uh, there's a, okay, there's a story in the Bible. <laughs> Um, I grew up in church. I'm not a really religious guy, but, um, but I grew up in church and hearing all the Bible stories. And there's a story of these brides who are waiting for the groom. I don't know if you guys know the story. And um, some of them fell asleep and some of them just weren't prepared. But the one who was prepared and ready and had the candles burning or whatever, when the groom came, she was ready. I think when you choose a profession like acting, then you need to start preparing. You know, that your pre preparation is your stepping out on faith and believing. And so you really should be prepared. Uh, and I think we all have uh, an internal guide. Um, you know, I believe we really know what to do. It's just having the courage to do it. But I think, yeah, if you're gonna be an actor, I think you should be prepared as opposed to waiting for an opportunity and then getting prepared. And I see a lot of actors who say, I want to do this, and then they step up and they're just not prepared. I mean, it's embarrassing. For every part in movies, there's at least 100 guys who really want the job. But out of that 100, my experience is usually only about three that's really prepared. The rest are kind of hoping and counting on other things. So, yeah. Just do your work and be prepared and step up and seize the moment. That's my advice. I think this is going to be the hardest any question you get here. What is your name? What's your question? My name is Luca, and I was wondering how old you were in the first Ghostbusters movie. Wow. Well, how old was I in the first Right to the heart. Yeah, that, um, yeah, I, um, well, how old are you? Um, nine. Yeah, I think I was about nine. <laughs> no, no, in the first Ghostbuster movie, uh, I don't know. I'm, um, I'm 73 years old now. And uh, I was, whatever that equation is, so probably, how long has it been, 35? About, about 38, 30, I was in my late 30s. I think I might have been, no, Harold was older. I think Harold was older than me. The rest of the guys were a couple years younger. 
Did anyone in this room even guess that Ernie Hudson was 73 years old? Not a, not a chance, right? I would never have guessed that. Ever. Oh, good, good. Well, if there's... If I, I would have said 80. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just yes, kidding. Yeah. You know, I, I have a brother who's three years older, and he looks really old to me now. And, uh, and people always go, oh, oh wow, you're, is this your younger brother? And I go, oh, jeez. So we, we never know what we look like. Um, but I feel good, so there you go. He looks great, doesn't he? Round of applause for that. Keep it in great shape, right? We got a question here. What's your name? What's the question? Hi, Ernie. I'm Josh. Hey. I'm from Eau Claire, uh, Wisconsin. Um, it sounds like you, you've, you know, you've moved past some of the challenges you faced with Ghostbusters, and you're, you feel um, very happy with the success you've had, which you should be. How did you handle the conversation with your children while you were facing those challenges and describing some of that and the ways that you could help them prepare for the challenges they would be facing in their own lives? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, well, one thing I, I tell my kids, it's um, think of it, this is kind of cool because the video games. I mean, I see my kids, they'll get a new game, it'll be like really, really challenging. And especially one son, when he starts playing, it's like, damn, and he's like, he's, you know, he's kind of really into it. You don't want it to be too easy. I mean, it kind of sucks. You know, it's not a good game if you just, you know, 20 minutes later, you beat the game. So you want that. And I think life is the same way. You don't want it to be too, you know, easy. But you also got to be able to focus and you got to be able to tune in. I believe uh, I grew up, this is, I grew up uh, without knowing who my father was. And my mom died when uh, I was three months old. And that sounds awful, but, but I, had a, I, had, I had an amazing childhood. I had a grandmother who raised me and she was pretty amazing. But one of the things that I had issues not knowing who my dad was, and she would say, God is your father. And I would go, yeah, but God is everybody's father. And she said, yes, but everybody don't know it. So I'm telling you so that you know it. And that there's, a, there's a, an energy, a, a spirit, a presence that is, it is who we are, but it also is bigger than who we are. And that you can ask for something and it will realize it for you. I trust that. I never trusted Hollywood. I never trusted. I know that if there's something I want, presence will lead me to it. And that's happened with everything in my life. And I believe we all have that, but I also believe you have to trust it and be aware of it. I also don't, uh, I don't get high and I don't drink because I don't like to get in the way of that. Because when I get drunk, I get really stupid. I mean, I, really, I just, uh, when I get high, I think of deep things that are not that deep. Um, but I, I don't want to interfere with my sort of awareness. But it's just me. I'm not saying it, it just for anybody. All I'm really saying is I think there's an inner guide that is, it is who we are. And I think that's, and it will speak to you in a, in a very, not like words necessarily, but in a knowing, you will be guided if you trust it. I really believe that. And it's always, always. I mean, I, 
But as a kid, because I got into the whole God is your father thing, uh, I just just always trusted that um, that there are certain things is not for me, and, and I just know it's not for me. It's like, it's okay. If somebody wants to experience that, it's okay. But this is what I'm doing. So when I went to Hollywood, I didn't know anybody. I didn't. I'm from Benton Harbor, and I don't know anybody, I don't know any actors, I don't know anybody. I just know that there's a way because the universe will open that way up. Um, I just have to start preparing, getting ready, and when the opportunity comes, and it will come, I think that there's a part of us that connects. You can have an idea about something, and that idea is coming to you. If you're being called to do something, it's, it's coming to you from this special place and at the same time it's speaking to someone else in London and two days later you could be at Starbucks and just happen to start up a conversation and that is that opening you know I think any actor or anybody if you look at all those credits on my uh, resume I can't tell you how that happened I can't say I did this and I was so smart and I tried no not really it kind of came, the opportunity came and you step into it. And the universe does that. I just, I think. But it's always worked for me now. You know, I, um, I think we're divinely guided if we trust if it's coming from, you know, from the right place. Not to get preachy. But. We, uh, very rapid fire with these questions, maybe like one sentence question answers. We got a couple more. Uh, Josh, Windy City Ghostbusters. Um, so actually, just wondering what, how bad was the River of Slime to see to to film in Ghostbusters Two? Uh, yeah, well, to to film it because um, I don't know because most of it's special effects, but we had to wear it, which was a special effect. So they had to dump all that crap over us. I mean, we had um, we we're in a manhole and they poured they put us in this little manhole and they poured all this slime over us and. We had to kind of come out of the manhole, and it was zero weather outside, and it was just so. It was um, the the slime and the um, the marshmallow, all that stuff was pretty pretty nasty. But um, but it's uh, it's it's being big kids playing, and and so as miserable as it is, it's it's still a lot of fun. Next question. Hi, I'm Melissa. Um, mine's actually kind of similar. Um, when I watch Ghostbusters, of course, the favorite thing is to see you go after the ghosts. And every time I watch it, I think you coordinating the, the tools and um, all three of you together. There had to be outtakes and you know challenges with doing that. Are there any funny or interesting stories about those scenes? Um, no, not really. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't remember. Um, it was all fun. You know, it was all kind of fun, and everybody's sort of riffing and laughing and. But I, uh, nothing kind of comes to mind that, you know, we would have the scripted lines and we do those and then we'd, uh, we try to come up with something and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. Um, but um, yeah, nothing just really comes to mind like that was this time. The most fun I have with the Ghostbusters is watching Bill Murray react to his fans. I mean, he just, uh, people would, slam on their brakes in the middle of the street and jump out of their cars and you know and Billy would he was just really really special so uh, but th that was fun to be a part of that one last thing we're going to do uh, first of all big round of applause for Ernie Hudson Thank you. there's 
one last thing we're gonna do, Ernie, if we can have you come actually around if you don't mind. Uh, we're gonna take a giant group picture for social, and I want those Ghostbusters in the back to come up to the front. So we're gonna do a giant group picture. All of us, let's stand up and let's take a big, giant group picture. Uh, camera person is right there. Oh, great, I'll teach. Can, um, can you get one of my phone? Yeah, you do both, right? Yeah. So we're gonna position you guys here. If you don't mind, we'll position the uh, Ghostbusters peeps over here this way. It's actually going to be so. We're going to be. Uh, we're all going to be this way. You guys behind us here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So behind us. So Ernie and me in the. Or Ernie in the front. Right like this. Yeah, perfect. And then we'll position everybody. All right. Ghostbusters on three. One, two, three. Ghostbusters. Fantastic. Thank you, everybody. Big round of applause for Ernie. Wow. What an entertaining panel. Being there was a awesome experience. Being able to meet Ernie Hudson was a once-in-a-lifetime experience for me. I will never forget it. As you had seen at the end of the panel with the pictures being taken, I had a nice photo op with Ernie Hudson. And just hearing those crazy stories between uh, Ghostbusters and his current show at the time, Frank and Gracie, and everything in between having to do with video games and doing voiceover work for the pinball machine, and that crazy story about not having enough Winston voice and for Arsenio Hall to be the one to voice Winston in the cartoon series back in the 80s. That's just crazy. How can you not be Winston enough when you are the guy who played him? <laughs> that is just crazy, right? To me, it makes no sense. And, well, it didn't make any sense to him either. But, you know, it is what it is, and he moved on. So, you know what? That That is one of the most entertaining times that I remember at the Midwest Gaming Classic. And there is more to come from other years and, of course, 2019 as well. And until next time, take care, stay safe, and game on. When you decide to come out to this type of function, this type of experience, this type of gathering, Marvel Phenomenon, there is only one event to attend, the Midwest Gaming Classic, where you and the games are one. Classic. It's not just child's play.